Hi, my name is Matt Eaton, and welcome to another episode of Metadata Matters, the Grey Meta podcast. In this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate, and work with that metadata. This week's podcast guest is Mike Turfler, media consultant and former post-production technology manager at Turner, based in Atlanta. Mike and I have worked together on several initiatives over the years involving cloud-based workflows, media asset management systems, and machine learning metadata in post-production. Mike and I talk about how machine learning generated metadata can help editors be more efficient, using metadata to generate new revenue streams, and some of the challenges and opportunities for metadata management working with remote teams. Here's the interview. This week, um, I'm really pleased to welcome Mike Turfler to the podcast. Hi, Mike. Hi, Matt. How are you? <clears throat> Very well, indeed. And, um, you know, it's it's been too long since we've seen each other. I mean, um, your, your trip's over to, to London and... Um, you know, always enjoy going for a curry with you. <laughs> <laughs> so just to start off, Mike, would you mind introducing yourself and, and talk a bit about how you've been working with metadata during the course of your career? Sure, sure. Um, Mike Turfler, um, currently a media consultant. Um, and my first, you know, my first dealings with metadata sort of as a, as a resource rather than just uh, the title of a clip. Um, I think, you know, go back to my days at NASCAR, uh, working for NASCAR Media Group, and, and they, were, they were doing a lot of licensing of footage, um, you know, either, either the, the race drivers for a commercial or, or, you know, something of that nature. And so they had uh, a very simple asset management system. I think they were MPEG-1 clips and they were um but they were they were logging data against those clips uh purely for licensing uh and and you know it it was years later that they you know the idea of of capturing metadata for the edit uh for the edit rooms was was introduced um so so it's it's you know it's been an interesting span over my career of kind of starting out and and I seem to have fallen into a rhythm of, of moving to new companies that are, you know, just starting to embrace the idea of asset management and the idea of metadata and, you know, and, and how, that's, um, how that's going to help them uh, and, and, you know, and how to best utilize it. Yeah, yeah. And I know sort of most recently um, you've been involved with um, a few media asset management projects rolling those out and, and the use of the cloud of course as well as part of that I and mean, what, what are some of the most significant changes you've seen with metadata you know i think <clears throat> i think initially it was primarily archive uh library you know just for historical purposes and then you know i think that's transitioned over into um the most significant change i think would be um, you know, getting tagging or, or enhanced metadata for, for streaming. And, and, you know, I think it, it kind of goes, <clears throat> uh, kind of full circle and, and, you know, and, and I think that 
the use of it and the acceptance of it uh, has changed considerably. I think the the knowledge of it and not just looking at it as sort of a taxonomy based system that only a librarian uses, but but you know, but but it growing and folks having a better handle on how to utilize it and what information is useful. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, yeah, it becoming an operational tool, I guess, as well uh, with editors yep. using it. So, what what aspects do you think haven't really changed um, in terms of metadata? Maybe things that you would have expected to have changed, but haven't changed. Um, you know, I think from my standpoint, it's been more from the operational side of you know how it's being used. I think. I think people are starting to better understand how to use it, but I, but I th still think there's some confusion over, you know, what's important information and and what's not important and and who benefits and you know and and I think there's still that sort of metadata struggle between groups within an organization of of what what's valuable and what's not valuable. Um, I think that. Um, you know, I think the the addition of AI and machine learning is is definitely enhancing um, the ability to provide information. I think it's just a matter of um, making sure that it's um, useful. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and I think you're picking up there something that we we often see is you know the same metadata can be used again and again by different teams. So. You know, in, 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 in production, if you're, you're tagging as part of the production process or uh, as part of um, capturing uh, dailies, you know, that, that metadata yep. can, can travel downstream and be used later on or even be used, you know, with, uh, you know, marketing or, you know, recommendations as well um, later on, I think. That's... What's, what, we're, what we're seeing now is that, you know, uh, a lot of groups are 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 taking on the chore of of adding metadata, but also having the ability to train systems and 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 get more uh, machine learning involved. It's speeding up uh, production, uh, you know, in ways that probably people didn't think before. And I, and I think you know, the the ability to repurpose things there's a there's a good example when um at turner the 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 licensing department the legal department that handles original compositions for original programming they have you know in this case they have hard drives uh full of of original compositions for pilots that didn't make it to air um that they're sitting on but they don't know what they have so they decided that you know they had this this you know money in in the bank if you will of of music that they could repurpose and use without having to pay licensing fees for new music um so they <clears throat> once they started sort of looking at it from an asset management standpoint and, and getting metadata involved then they were able to repurpose that content and it was a new revenue stream for the company that didn't exist before that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. Just, just building on that. I mean, some of the other opportunities we've seen around post-production sort of linked to a fast turnaround of content as well and, and, and needing to find 
or, or create a highlights package very quickly based on incoming um, uh, content. Uh, yep. That's that's been another area where, mm-hmm. where machine learning's really helped a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's I always think back to the um, the royal wedding app that that you worked with, um, yeah. you know, worked on and, and getting that going, and and you know, someplace like CNN or you know a news outlet having the ability to quickly pull up um a celebrity or 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 someone in politics you know their face and have to throw a story out very quickly you know it's it's just so much faster to do that once you've once you've trained the system you know versus going to finder and going through folders and you know the the metadata is you know the guy down the hall who worked on that project three months ago who knows where the files are yeah. <clears throat> you know so it's a it, it, I think it takes a little while for the end users um, to get used to using it. But once they do, you know, it's it's day and night and, and how quickly they can put together a story. You know, it's another theme that you're picking up on here where, you know, other people have talked about a corporate memory. Um, you know, it, it, you just ask Frank in the corner and he knows the <laughs> longest, right? And, and being able to find... Oh yeah, there's this episode. Um, there's a great clip here. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing some of that has relied on, you know, all being in the same office as well, yep. in the same physical space, which of course, you know, we can't can't do anymore at the moment as much, um, or shouldn't rely on going forward. I, you know, I think that's that's something that um, where where machine learning is is going to sort of help. Um, with that corporate memory as well, hopefully. Um, so just, just looking forward to 2021, I mean, what use cases for enriched metadata, sort of time-specific metadata, really excites you? You know, I think, <clears throat> I think that the, some of the, some of the uh, parts of the industry, you know, the streaming aspects of, you know, for for the for the person sitting at home being able to quickly find something through a uh, through a search engine, you know, whether it's um, you know Netflix or Amazon or or whatever it would be, I think that you know having that <clears throat> having that metadata and that tagging, you know, certainly for me, it makes life less frustrating trying to find something that I'm looking for, whether it's you know a movie or a show. And, and, you know, I think on the other hand, it's also a great way for, for companies to utilize sort of product placement and, and generate retail sales. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of purchasing retail while I'm watching a TV show, but, you know, there, there's that ability to have those items tagged um, within a show and then be able to go right to those, to a website, purchase something, um, you know, good examples um, for Halloween. I was looking for a, a certain outfit for my son, and there was a TV show that had the outfit. And so I went to Google and started searching based on that TV show. And, you know, lo and behold, there was a company that was selling uh, clothing that was knockoffs or, you know, matches to what was in the show. And, and you know, it had me thinking, you know, I had to go to Google for that, you know, possibly with, with enriched metadata and with tagging, I could have done that, you know, you know, some other way through, through the, uh, through the show or, or, you know, 
or, or, or through the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, seeing, seeing a lot more kind of interest in, in that kind of area and, and contextual advertising sort of, you know, products that aren't necessarily on screen, but are somehow related to what's going on on screen and, uh, you know, and, uh, and creating that, those, those buying opportunities there. And my last question is around, you know, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges around metadata management in 2021? And, and they don't have to be technology-based, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was just interested in what you see as some of the big challenges. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier now that most end users are working from home and, and there's much more of a remote workforce. I think the biggest challenge is going to be um, you know, not only standardizing metadata, but understanding what the different groups need information-wise while they're while they're searching. Um, and you know, like you said, you know, you can't go down the hall, um, and you know, in some cases, you can't even call the edit room uh, to get that information. So I think I think that's going to be you know one of the biggest challenges is is getting folks. Um, to agree on, you know, information that that is generated and what metadata is used, um, you know, I think I think I see that as sort of one of the bigger ones, you know, from my side of the the fence. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I know you were traveling a lot uh, last year and, and the year before, and yeah. you know, and, and and a lot of your your role was just getting everyone aligned right and and, and how you're yeah. going to use the systems and and how how is that going to work with everyone working remotely now yeah it's a yeah yeah exactly exactly and you know I, you had asked earlier you know what hasn't changed and i think one of the things is is the struggle with uh going back to sort of taxonomy which is you know coming together on a unified um vocabulary um you know, it, whether it's, you know, hard drop downs or, or everybody calling the, the whatever it is, the, the same thing. And, you know, and that was a challenge. And I think that would continue to be a challenge, um, you know, moving forward, making sure that, you know, folks are looking for the same thing, uh, you know, through the, the singular agreed terminology. It's really interesting. And thank you so much for uh, sharing those um, thoughts with us, to Mike, um, this yeah. week. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully things um, returning to normal in the near future, and and being able to go out for a curry and um, yes, exactly. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I definitely miss being over there, and uh, I'm anxious for uh, for things to uh, get back to uh, you know to get better and and be able to do some more traveling and and you know and visit. Great. Great. Well, thanks very much, Mike. Thank you. All right. Yep. Thanks, Matt. You can subscribe to the Metadata Matters podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you'd like to find out more about generating enriched time-specific metadata or GreyMeta's Curio platform, visit greymeta.com or email me at metadatamatters, one word, at greymeta.com. See you next time.